0: What's good? What's good, party people? Welcome to Candid Conversations. I am your host, Candia Johnson, a woman on a mission to help you show up and speak up anyway, despite dealing with fear, uncertainty, or self-doubt. We got a guest in the house today, party people. Her name is Miss Janelle Hamilton. She is a public relations powerhouse known for helping to build and increase brand recognition for the likes of icons in the fashion industry, such as Bob Mackie, singer, songwriter, and actor Ryan Destiny. And she also reps a few premium beauty and food brands, such as Minted Cosmetics and Partake Foods, which are owned by women of color, by the way. You won't believe how she landed. Bob Mackie as a client 10 years ago. And you are certainly going to be floored when you hear that her first job working in PR was work, was with the royal family. Look, I had to stutter on that for a minute because I had a like, girl, wait a minute, wait, 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 let's slow down here. You worked for the royal family? <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So maybe I'm telling y'all too much. Listen, if there is one thing I want you to take away, from hearing her story today it's that you never know who's on the other side of your computer screen reading your words listening or even watching you keep showing up for yourself and speaking up about things that matter y'all listen and let me know what you think well 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 so i am super hyped about today's guest welcome 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 miss janelle hamilton hi everyone so I'm super excited for one of two reasons. One, I know her. We've actually had lunch together. So I'm always excited when someone I have a genuine connection with appears on the, cod- on, on the podcast. And so before I talk about all of her amazingness, I want you to just share with people who you are and tell us where, you, where that amazingly uh, friendly accent <laughs> is from, because <laughs> you know I love your accent.
1: Ah, oh, thank you so much. So my name's Janelle Hamilton. I'm a publicist. I've been doing PR for two decades, so over 20 years, which definitely ages me. And I'm based in uh, Los Angeles, California, but actually have spent most of my career uh, for 13 years in New York City. So I just moved here a year and a half ago. And I'm originally from London, though, which explains the accent. Um, so yeah, and no, I'm happy to be here. Candia actually wrote an incredible feature because she's a, such a talented writer for Black Enterprise. And people to this day still talk to me about that article and how much they love it. So it's out there and people are seeing it. So that's how we first, I think, no, actually, I think we connected. Did we connect through that first? and then, Yes. Yeah, so we connected via the article and then in person at some of my client events. But that's how this came to be.
0: Oh, thank you. I love that. But, you know, and then on top of that, so I started learning more about your work and just the types of clients you work with. And some of my favorite brands that I use at least once a week. Right. So shout out to the ladies behind Minted. Pitch Please is my favorite. Peach Please is my favorite color. And and then there's Partake, the Mm -hmm. cookie brand. And so it was so funny. Last week I was in, is it Trader Joe's? I think they're in Trader Joe's.
1: Yes, they so are. Excited everyone's to see- freaking out. It's funny because our, they're sold everywhere Whole Foods, markets, locations. They're sold at Target as well. And everyone is freaking out now that it's in Trader Joe's. Like everyone is finding Partake, which is so delicious, by the way. And yes. it's a, if you're not familiar, it's a cookie startup that was actually, it's a black and fam, black family that, um, that owns it. And um, Jay-Z, Rihanna, and the Grammy Awards singer and her have all invested in the company. So it's grown very, very tremendously over the past two years. And they're doing amazing things. But yeah, they just landed in Trader Joe's and people are freaking out.
0: I was freaking out. When I They were on the end cap. And I was like, wait a minute, because I usually go to Target to buy them. Yeah. And so seeing them in Trader Joe's, it was such a warm and fuzzy feeling because, I mean, I love Trader Joe's. I have some specialty things that I buy there, but I've actually met the founder, thanks to you, from the event that I attended in New York. And so it was so incredible. And I've also learned, I think at that point, I knew Jay-Z invested in the brand, but then recently Rihanna and then I learned uh, the artist Her came on and I was like, this is just incredible. And I know she's a mom as well. I know her backstory,
1: yeah, she was, she had pitched different investors, you know, she started selling cookies out of her car, she pitched 86 different investors, and they all said no. And then the 86 pitch was to Jay Z via his Marcy Ventures Partners, which is a VC firm that invests in um, primarily black owned startups and brands. And he said yes. So she was very, pers- you know, she persevered. And obviously, now many years later, she's reaping the success, but it's just so nice to see and to be a part of her journey.
0: Yes. Yeah. The I,
1: woman ever. She's so nice.
0: She is so incredibly nice. So let's backtrack a bit. So you worked, how long did you work for a company? I want to kind of explore your journey from dream to, to reality to now this life that you have here, right? Uh, a sustainable business. How long did you work for a company before you decided to start your own company?
1: Yeah, well, I started my career in London and I was very lucky that my first opportunity was actually working with the royal family randomly. So the Princess Anne the Queen's daughter had um, a charity that she was a patron of. So I worked with them and would sit in meetings with her when the Secret Service would come and like, you know, sweep the room. During and I was like what, 19? No, sorry, I was about 20 21, 22 at the time. So it was like all news to me. So that was my first training in PR. And then from there I worked in Fashion PR, a very, very well-known like global fashion firm and I learned a lot there and I decided maybe three and a half years into that that I really loved beauty and I came to New York and I was like what is this place I'm obsessed with New York like I was there on vacation I said I have to live here so I literally like took my savings my life savings at the time and I invested in a lawyer and they were like okay you need to get the visa they told me what to do I literally cold called and emailed different PR firms. I went over there on Thanksgiving. I did like three interviews with different firms. I got three job offers, packed up my stuff and moved six weeks later to New York. And from there, I started my life in the agency PR world Mm -hmm. and uh, worked with different brands in beauty, lifestyle and fashion. And I did that for a good number of years. I would say maybe six or seven years. And so total, I would say a good maybe 10 11 years of my career was working at different agencies and I freelanced in between that time as well with Tom Ford Beauty at Estee Lauder to launch his fragrance and did some really fun projects for Hearst magazines and then my daughter was born she's now 12 but she was one and a half two at the time and I said you know I'm missing so much of her life like I need to have a you know, I want to still do my career, but I need to have more flexibility. And I, you know, I literally prayed to God and he was like, you need to do your own thing. And I was very resistant to it. Like I was scared, you know, I was scared to take that chance. And it was actually um, in 2008, I believe, which is around, it was when Barack Obama was going into government and we had this bad recession. It was just the worst time to even think about it, but I trusted and had faith in what was told to me. And I took the chance, and I've literally been doing well ever since. And I've had this company for eleven years, so I've been doing my own thing for eleven years now.
0: Wow, eleven years! But first of all, I don't want to glide over the fact that you started with the royal family. Okay, so
1: (laughs) I know Prince Dan was very down to earth, all about business, but very down to earth.
0: Is there a lesson or something that you learned during that time that you even still carry with you today? just slowing down and observing
1: people. When you're starting out in any career field or just you're trying to maybe transfer into something different, just observing the people who have that experience is the best thing. I think that nowadays people just want to rush. They want the now, now, now. And it's like, no, slow down, observe from people who've been through this and have the experience. Learn the skill set from them. Ask them questions. That's what I've always done everywhere that I worked, you know, before I went and did my own thing. And learn how to do things properly. Understand your industry. And it's just a skill that will never leave you. Just slow down. People are in a rush to, you know, be a CEO, like straight away, as soon as they graduate university or college. So I'm like, don't. Just chill.
0: That's such a, a, a an amazing piece of advice, simply because... Now, I haven't been to London, but I have been... Uh, to uh, Italy and uh, Rome and uh, Paris and all those places, but one thing I've always enjoyed about my time over there is people love people watching, and I think it does force you force you it forced me to slow down <laughs> even being there. So even at sitting at a restaurant, it really forced me to just sit and watch and observe people. And if thinking about that, as you were talking about that, it really is a skill. That, especially now, because everyone wants to rush into entrepreneurship or rush into being a CEO, learning your craft, being able to uh, understand really human behavior, too, and, and and seeing the different dynamics and how people engage and being able to understand the different, you know, types of styles that people have. It's really a skill that takes some time to master.
1: Yeah, and we've all, depending on when you're listening to this podcast recording... We're in the middle of a pandemic right now, so everything is shut down. This pandemic was a blessing as well because it's forced all of us to slow down Right. And really form real connections with people, whether it 's online you know when you're um, interacting with people on the phone, maybe in person if you 're doing that safely, but you have to slow down and observe and think about what you 're doing and you know this has been a blessing it 's been challenging but it 's also been a blessing because you know in America, like you said, like everything is so fast paced and we do yeah. have an element of like rushing in the in the, in, in the u k and in europe, but it 's so much slower whenever I go home i 'm like <sighs> people actually take a four hour lunch break. People take four or five weeks vacation paid a year. People have six to 12 months maternity paid leave and usually take two years. Like it's just such a different way of living. There's like pros and cons to both, but there is definitely a big difference in the rest of the world versus the US.
0: I would totally agree. So in looking now that you've been in business for 11 years, what are some of the best investments that you have believe you've made to sustain your business for this long?
1: Well, I will say that, you know, I was very reluctant to do this business because I was scared even 11 years. It's just like a scary prospect. It's like if you don't work, you're not going to eat. You're not going to pay your rent. Like, you are reliant on yourself. So the discipline is the biggest thing. The discipline and the drive, a reason to get up. My reason was my daughter. I was like, well, if I don't work, she ain't going to eat. <laughs> so it's like, I'm getting up to go and work today, you know. So just having a reason um, to do that. And, yeah, so having discipline is important. And then just perseverance. Like, my father, he's an amazing entrepreneur. He's such a good businessman. And and, and he's – he. He never officially trained in it because like, it didn't really, I guess, exist back then, but he's a master marketer. Like, He came up with my catchphrase for my company, which is pioneering the future of PR. He's so good at coming up with catchphrases and taglines for brands, and it's just something he's good at naturally. So um, for him, he had said to me, go keep going make sure you get it past the fourth year he said I don't know what happens and why it happens but once you get after year four going into five that's when you start to reap the benefits of a business and it's true like once I crossed over that threshold for some reason I just like the money wasn't was coming in I wasn't as scared every month um just everything started to fall into place and it started to become a real business and I was you know, all that groundwork, that hard work that i had put in for five years, I would sometimes cry, like I would cry, like I want to give up, and he's like, you're not going to quit, and my family wore a good support system, you know, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make my rent, but always money would come, you know, God always provided for me, so yeah, just having that perseverance to keep pushing through, and if you can get to that four, five-year mark, I guarantee you, one, a lot of the competition would have given up, so that right. alone, great space and two you just get more comfortable with your brand you get comfortable with asking for money at first I was so uncomfortable about asking for money and saying what my fees was and now I'm like oh this is how much I charge um are you interested or not but it comes with time and I feel like that four or five year period which they say people evolve every five to seven years maybe that's what's related to it you know but that is very pivotal, that, that time where you can grow your business and grow your own confidence.
0: Right. So it's so funny that you talked about being uh, uncomfortable about asking for money. So I'm reading a book right now. The book is called Brag Better oh. by uh, Meredith Fenneman or something. And uh, she talks about the fact that people like you and I who work in communication and public relations, of course, we're paid right? To help people uh, grow brand awareness and to help them get visibility. But at the same time, when it comes to promoting ourselves, we are fearful or scared, or we just kind of freeze, but we can tell other people how to do that. So how long do you think it it took you? And if, if there, were there anything that you did specifically to kind of help you build that skill with asking for money? And even knowing how much to ask for, because I think that's key too. <laughs> I know that that's key. I
1: always knew how much to ask for because you have like a base rate, I guess, in any industry. What you know right. is the average that people. So that wasn't the case. It was having the self belief and self worth in myself to ask for that. And I think a part of that did come with okay. The more I got this client, and then I got a bigger client, and then I got a bigger client, and I saw the results and what I was doing for them. So I was like, well, I deserve to be paid this amount. Like, I should be paid this amount. And your confidence grows as you acquire new business and new opportunities. And that, I think, allowed me to ask what, you know, for what I wanted and what I deserved. And also, I will say... seeing your bank account with a certain number in it every month you're like i want that to keep happening and you just start setting a like the lowest threshold that you would accept for me i said i'm not gonna set this and then it got up and it got up I'm i'm not gonna take on this project unless they pay x amount per month and i just kept increasing the threshold and then i got to a number that i was comfortable with like i'm never going below this you know
0: Mm, I love it. Now, one of the stories that I love about your career is how you landed Bob Mackie as a client. So tell the people, well, first of all, if you don't know who Bob Mackey is, he is an icon in fashion. So I always think of two people, Cara Burnett and Cher, right? Yep. With the costumes and things like that. So tell the people how you landed Bob Mackie as a client.
1: Well, it's really, yeah, that's the first thing because Bob Mackie is this icon. He's eighty-two years old now, still incredible, mind sharp, active, doing so much different projects even now. And you know, he's just an American icon. So whenever I meet people and I see him with a black, English young publicist, they're like, "How did you and Bob even like come to work together?" Because obviously, people maybe think he'll have an older person or big agency. And it really was. I was reading through the New York Times online, and it was an op-ed. And to this day, I can't even remember what it said. And I never comment on op-eds or anything at all or any kind of article, really. And in the comment section, they were talking about um, why PR is not worth the money. You can do it yourself. And I must have got heated because I was like, I'm going to comment and like, I don't agree with this. So I wrote something in there, didn't think anything of it and left it. Maybe like a month later, I got an email from Bob Mackey's office and it was the COO. Mark Schwartz, who I still work with. I've been repping Bob Mackie. Well, I'll get to that in a second. So he said that he had read that same article in the New York Times and he thought it was interesting. He said that he never reads the comment section, but that day he was like, I want to see what people are saying about this. He scrolled down, he read my comment. I can't even remember what I wrote. And he was like, I love the way this girl's thinking. Like I'm going to find her. He had his assistant track me down found me and they sent me this email. And at first I was like, this is a joke. Like there's no way it could really be like the Bob Mackie office. And they had sent a follow-up email because I didn't respond. So I responded to them. They invited me into the office in New York. And it was true, it was Bob Mackie's publicist. So, I mean, it was Bob Mackey's office. So they initially brought me on for like a six month project to help him launch a collection. And then now 10, 11 years later, I'm still there. So Bob Mackie was actually one of my first clients. And it was just fate. Like, I feel like it was meant to be. Like, it's just orchestrated, like, by something higher than us. Because, like I said, neither of us had ever commented on an article before. So it was just meant to be.
0: That is so I could never get enough of that story because who would imagine that you just comment on an article and someone tracks you down like, okay, I need you to come into the office because I literally I guess he literally felt your energy uh, and, and passion through that comment. And now so he's 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 actually your longest running client.
1: I still work with him. We've done amazing things. I've seen things with him that I never thought would see in terms of red carpets and being next to, you know, being on the Met Gala. I was the Met Gala with him and we've done so much incredible things. And actually he, I'll do a plug. He's been filming a documentary which is like the definitive and only documentary he would ever do about his life and there's like lots of celebrities and stuff are featured in this documentary and it's coming out hopefully fingers crossed with covid later this year like a cinematic release and you'll see me in it because they followed us around for like a year and you'll see me in action with bob so i'm excited about that for him too
0: wow that is incredible i am excited of course you know i'll be tuned in yeah. Now, now, one of the things that I do, another thing that I admire about you is I think you are just masterful at uh, maintaining relationships, right? And what do you think has helped you, besides doing the actual work, <laughs> right, of a publicist, what do you think has helped you maintain a 10 to 11-year relationship with this specific client?
1: Well, actually, I would say, yes, Bob is my longest standing, but all my clients are so loyal to me. They just stay even during the pandemic, they stayed. And the reason why they stayed is because I'm a valuable asset to toot my own horn. like I produce results that I tell them I'm gonna get. And that's the thing, it's like, if you're promising a service or you're offering a product, You need to deliver on what you've promised. And that's why it's like, if I'm getting you a placement and it's resulting in sales or helping you to increase your coverage or profile and you're getting other opportunities, then I'm worth that money. And that's the thing. It's just really being a hard worker, really fully believing and investing in the brand. Like they're like, family to me like we text like they send me products all the time I share it on my Instagram like boxes of cookies and all this stuff like and I it's because I really believe in the brand like I have to have to love a product that I'm pitching like I just cannot work with brands that I don't like if I chase your cookies and it's not for me I have turned down so much business And I could probably triple my income with my clients but I'm like, authentic. And for me, as a publicist, as a person, I have to live my truth, and I need to really believe what I'm selling, and it has to be something I would want to use, or my friends and family would want to use. So that is what I think is able, for me, enables me to keep these relationships, because I genuinely am on their team, and I want them to do well. Just seeing Denise from, like, selling these products out of her car to now being in over 3,000 stores, is just incredible to me. Like, I've just watched this journey. Like, when I was working with Mented, like, they came to me with just, like, an idea. They didn't even have product samples. And now they I think they just went into 350 Target stores. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working with Black Opal Cosmetics now too. And the same owners actually bought Fashion Fair, which we're going to launch – amazingly relaunched later this year and they just signed um, Ryan destiny as their face of the brand, which was announced um, this uh, yesterday, actually. So for me, just seeing them grow is like so much satisfaction and they really, you know, it's such a cliche, but it is like, find something that you love to do. Mm -hmm. It makes such a difference because it makes you want to show up for work. And I feel like my mission is God sent me on, which is why he was like, do this company is because I'm really helping these companies Reach their full potential by letting the world find out about them through what I do. Right. So I know I'm being of service. So just approaching my job and relationships in general, which was your original question of how can I be of service to this person? You know, what can I do to help them? And it just automatically comes back. And you know, loads of my clients have sent business my way because I'm a good person. And when you're a good person, it comes back to you. So it's like how just approaching everything you do from how can I do this from a place of service is like the best advice. Mm,
0: I love that. I really, really love that because, you know, especially now, like you said, like you said we're in a pandemic at the time that we're recording this podcast and there's so much going on, not only as it relates to the business, but personally, So having a a, a genuine care for someone, and whether it's the product that they have or even just a service that they're offering, is really key to maintaining that relationship. Another thing, I want to switch gears for a second to talk about your habits, your daily habits to maintaining yourself, but as well as the business. So, I know you do yoga.
1: Tracy Anderson method. It's like a workhouse. It's not yoga. Oh. I have done yoga, but my right. practice is the
0: Tracy Anderson method. It's oh, okay. The Tracy Anderson yeah. method. Yep. Which habits do you think, because Janelle has a routine and she's like, I'm like every day Janelle is going to have share her lunch, but she also is very into <laughs> maintaining her body through food. And I'm just loving it because for me, one of the lessons that I've learned is that success is really a holistic process. Mm-hmm. It truly is mind, body. And spirit, right? And it all relates back to, I believe, how much you can earn and also how you maintain your business. So when you look at some of your wellness habits, what are some of the habits that you stick to every single day to show up as your best self?
1: Well, definitely, like, like I said, I follow the Tracy Anderson method and it's a specific way of working out using your own body weight. So I've been doing this for literally... 11 years from when she started her career I have been following Tracy Anderson so I roll out of bed and I do an hour of working out every day and she's really a strong believer in connecting with your physical and mental self every day and you and she says all the time you have to see working out as the same as brushing your teeth like you just do it every day you don't necessarily have to do an hour but you'd have to do something to connect with your physical self every single day to move your body especially right now during a pandemic when we're stuck at home we can't get out as much you know a lot of gyms are still closed so just taking that time to connect and center and process every single day is important to me so that's a non-negotiable and I usually like to have a smoothie in the morning because I feel like that sets me off on a good start like if I have like something bad in the morning I'm on the time you know spiral but I feel like the first good meal that you put in your body is like a good precursor to maybe how the rest of your day is going to go. So that's important to me and non-negotiable every day. I read my Bible every day for 10 minutes. I'm actually doing a Bible challenge on the Bible app where you read the whole Bible in 365 days. So I'm doing that right now. I do meditation. Sometimes it's three minutes. Sometimes it's 20 minutes, but I, sit down and I'm quiet every single day. And then I do prayer every day. Those are my non-negotiables in my daily routine.
0: So meditation is a goal for me. So help me out here. Okay. Cause I so can't I get.
1: Meditations is the only way I can do it. Say that again. But I did. Meditations is the only way I can do it. Okay. And I, Using the Apple podcast, because I tried the mind ones. I'm not going to name any names. You can sign up for the subscriptions. And I didn't like the voice. It was like so annoying. So now I go into um, the Apple, like uh, the podcasts. you know, or you can find them on YouTube. And I just find like quick meditations that I can do. And I'll just sit and do the guided meditations. Like I've tried to do it by myself, but I can't. Like I can't just be quiet. But they say the only way to not to do meditation badly is to not do it at all. So anything is better. Just mm. even just sitting and breathing for a minute is better than nothing and I think we right. have this idea of perfection which you have to do it perfectly with your mind still for 30 minutes now. You need to just dedicate to doing a little bit every day and that's what I've done.
0: And you I know, feel like a different person. Thank you for that reminder because for me I was consistent. So I'm consistent with it, right? At at 1 minute. And then my brain starts to go, what's happening, girl? What are we doing today? Right? And so I'm like, ah, I, I'm having trouble getting to 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And then I just give up on it. Yeah. So it's something definitely that's on my wish list this year to truly be in it for maybe at least 30 days, Candy. at least through the 30 days.
1: If you could commit to one minute, no joke, for 30 days, it will change your life. Because mm-hmm. it's about quieting your mind. Because they say that when you pray, you ask God... To- for what's going on. And then when you're meditating and quiet, you hear what he has to say to you. Mm. Okay. So if you're just quiet for one minute, that alone is going to make a difference. There is no perfection. It's just doing it. So take your body and the mind will follow is what they say. You take Mm. it down for a minute, time it and go about your life. And you're meditating. Who says you have to meditate for 20 minutes? You're a meditator. If you do 30 seconds. Right.
0: Right. Right. I love it. So you left us in New York and moved to, west coast how is the west coast treating you
1: i love it i love new york there's no place like new york at all however it just never slows down i was going 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 for 13 years which was amazing because i don't think that like i would have got to where i am with my business if i didn't have that hustle and drive that energy of new york because it pushes you because again when you see that rent every month you need to get out of bed and work and it just got to a point where every year i'd be like okay like this year i'm going to slow down Okay this year I'm going to slow down it never happened right. and I one year I was actually fasting I did a 5 day fast like just water guided not by myself but with a professional for 5 days during Thanksgiving and I had an emotional breakthrough and it something told me very strongly it's time to leave it's time to leave, it's time to move to LA, which I'd always loved anyway. And I was getting kind of sick of the New York cold weather. (laughs) So I decided that was it. Like I broke my lease, left early and like six months early, broke my lease and then came out to LA. And I just love this pace. Obviously the sunshine just changes everything. The fact that It's just sunny every day. Like it rained on Saturday for the first time in months. And it was just like, wow, like it's actually raining here. You don't use umbrellas. You don't use the windscreen wiper on your car. It's just sunny every day. And that's a big mood enhancer for me. So yeah, just the slower pace. um, And obviously now with the pandemic going on, we're home. And you definitely get more value for your money in Los Angeles in terms of space. So I, I picture myself if I was... Going through this pandemic in New York, I don't think I could have coped. Right. <laughs> but just this huge space now and just looking out literally at palm trees out this window is amazing.
0: Okay, so you're just bragging. You're just doing a little bit too much, Janelle. Okay? <laughs> you're doing a little bit too much. So y'all don't know before we hit record, you know, I'm in a sweater bundled up because it's cold in my apartment and she has on short sleeves. And I was like, okay, so you're just gonna start early. We didn't even hit record and you're bragging already. You have this short, you're looking very summery and I'm looking bundled up in my... <laughs> In my office right now, and I'm looking crazy. <laughs> so I could tell the West Coast is treating you very, very well. I'm a bit jealous, quite frankly. And, and what what te- what's the weather? What was the temperature you said there today?
1: Oh, it must be like about in the late 60s today. Or high. Okay, like, so
0: not too bad. But I mean, not I'm bad. But we, for we're prepared. No, so. <laughs>
1: you're preparing for snow. Yeah, like for them, like it's funny because I lived in New York for so long. So now you just wear like, well, I wear a hoodie when it's cold or like a, you know, a cardigan, a sweater. And I walk out and I see people from LA in North faces. I'm like, seriously people? Like, can you come to New York and really see what cold weather is? Like they are like, I think they just want to wear something that's not a sweater like they just want to use that item in their closet so it's very funny to me
0: right so I love this so I have just a a a great picture of how you start your day and how you maneuver about your day but let's talk about like what are some of the things that you absolutely love doing when it comes down to your task like take me through some of the tasks that you do day in and day out
1: yeah so for me I'm like still so old school like I love pen and paper and I know people use a lot of apps and stuff but like I have this spiral bound books and it's the same I don't know the name of the company but you get it obviously in those stores right Uh, stores and I have so many of them and I literally have for 10 years take notes in every meeting, every call, I literally have maybe 20 of these books mm-hmm. all lined up. So I have receipts. Anyone who's going to tell me I said something or I was, I literally have receipts all the way back to 10 years because I like taking notes with every call, every interaction with people. So I just don't remember things, um, don't forget things. And uh, usually every day I write a to-do list and I have, I'm very OCD. So I have to achieve and cross off everything, every single Doesn't day. the cross off
0: feel so good? I love it the cross off.
1: It does feel so good. And like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you should be gentle on yourself. But I think you have to be aggressive with the goals and obviously being realistic and not putting 20 things down. But I try to be realistic and complete them. So I'll put like different goals for every client and make sure that I achieve them for the day. Um, So that's like really like key things, the taking of notes and um, setting mini tasks every day.
0: So are you working the traditional and I have air quotes, the traditional eight to 10 hours a day? Monday through Friday or weekends too?
1: I typically am doing those long hours. Yeah, I actually just hired three new team members. So that's good. So I'm like, hey, I can step back a little bit. Um, But depending on, I mean, typically I try to end on the Friday, but this past weekend we were getting ready to launch this campaign with Ryan Destiny, so I ended up working on Saturday. But you know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do to get the job done. But I do try to really focus on a work-life balance Mm -hmm. and switching off and being present for my daughter and my partner.
0: Right. When you got into the hiring mode, what was there something that you said to yourself, okay, if I wanted, you know, did you want more freedom and that's why you decided to hire people or was it more uh, I'm ready to scale, right? My business. What was the deciding factor in bringing people on?
1: Yeah, it was time to scale because the thing is I had started with a lot of brands when they were smaller and they're just, blowing up. And there's only so much you can do. And you're like, okay, it's time to scale now to get them the results that they need. You need more hands on deck. So that, and then also again, the quality of life, I was like really doing long hours and I was just exhausted. And I was like, this is not how it should be. So right. now instead of having a job, I'm really, am creating a business where I have a team. That's the difference when it's a job, it's just you doing it day in day out. When it's a business, you have people helping you to fulfill your you know, goals and you can step away if needed to. And that's what I need to do now.
0: Hmm. So w- what does it take to work for you? What, what do you typically look for?
1: I definitely need someone who has good communication skills and someone who's not so corporate. Cause I'm not corporate at all. At all. <laughs> like I definitely am not, I don't use corporate jargon to any of my clients in any of my pitches, any of my meetings. I talk in layman's terms. I'm authentically myself to clients, to janitors, to celebrities. I'm always Janelle and, um, So, yeah, just I'm very not traditional PR in terms of communication and formal this and formal that. I'm like, let's talk, let's 100 meetings a week. Let's just actually work and get results for the client. Like, I don't need to do 100 million meetings a week when I could be getting you results. So it's finding good clients that who understand that and are on the same wavelength. And we're like, bam, 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 let's go, let's go, you know.
0: Right. So what, what do you foresee for yourself uh, for the remainder of 2021? What are you most looking forward to?
1: I'm looking forward to actually having my first real vacation in 10 years <laughs> because I've taken vacations. I go, I travel a lot. I'm you around. travel a lot, okay? I work. <laughs> I work. I work. I'm, in the, I'm one of those people who are on the beach with their friends and then I'm standing in the corner doing a conference call.
0: Right. Because, sorry, so, listen, <laughs> so listen, y'all, Janelle has invited me to some events and it's like, I think I'm going to talk, but she's actually working. Like she's out in the corner, making sure things are going according to plan. So yes, I know you travel a lot, but then you have these events and I'm like, Oh, Janelle is working. She's like working, working.
1: working. And I really put my heart and soul into everything I do for real. So I, yeah, I really want to, yeah, just have a vacation, like a real, like turn my phone off and let the team handle it for five days would be amazing.
0: Have you ever gone five days without touching the business before? No. I haven't either. So
1: that's you why You think I, you could do it? I am. That's why I'm getting this amazing team in place. <laughs> so for five days, they can cover
0: for me. I need right. to do this for myself. Right. You do. You do. Yeah. So thank you very, very much. How can the people stay connected with you on social?
1: So yeah, my name Janelle Hamilton. There's only there's not very many of us. I don't. I think I may be the only one, but it's Janelle J E N E L L E Hamilton H A M I L T O N, like Alexander Hamilton. So Janelle Hamilton across all handles, and you can find me.
0: Okay, well there you have it, party people. Thank you for listening. If this episode moved your heart in any way, please feel free to share it on your favorite social media channels. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you guys. Pleasure speaking with you. Candido, you